Welcome, everybody. We are back for another episode of On a Water Break, and I am so excited about this one. This is a special percussion recap for WGI 2024. Finally getting it going. Uh, And we've got a couple great guests and hosts with us here today. We got Chris Rutt is back with us here from California. Chris, how you doing? Yo, what's up? Dude, I'm excited. It's uh, it's been a little while. A minute. We uh, <laughs> I actually feel like we always talk about color guard on here. So for me to have a full call of percussion people is I'm fulfilled and excited. <laughs> happy to have you here, Matt. Matt Carher. Happy uh, you're back on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Absolutely, dude. And uh, we have a special guest with us today, Callie. Choir, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, from Infinity. Callie. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're real excited. I think it's a, it's a cool idea this year to do these recaps with, a, uh, with someone that's actually marching, too, so we get to kind of blend it all together. But why don't you catch our listeners up to speed, tell them about who you are, where you march, and uh, your marching career up until now. You'll get about 32 counts to do it. You ready? Yeah. Cool. All right. Hi, uh, my name is Callie Choir. I am 22 years old. I'm aging out with Infinity Percussion this season. Um, I've marched with Infinity for seven years. Um, I also marched with the Boston Crusaders in 2022, and I was supposed to march with them in 2020. Rest in peace. Um, I am the center marimba for Infinity and one of their ensemble leaders. And I, I don't know, I've been doing this for a really long time, so I'm super excited to uh, talk about what we've got going on. So thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. That's seven years of infinity. That's crazy. Yeah. Long, Long time. time. That's insane. <laughs> so I guess did you start back in like twenty seventeen or Yeah, yeah. I started okay. in twenty seventeen. I was I was like fourteen or fifteen years old. I yeah, it was it was crazy. Um I got to march with I marched with I two um for two years, okay. our second open class ensemble. Um and then I was in world since twenty nineteen. So open okay. world class since I was a senior in high school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I two did uh did I three exist back then or, or was it just I two <sighs> in the world group? It was I think I three I think their first year was 2016 or 2017. So they did exist when I started, but I think it was one of those first like pilot years. Um, So yeah, there was was a lot of development going on. (laughs) Well, clearly you are a a great member of Infinity. You've been around probably, (laughs) I can't imagine someone's been there eight years and they're still marching. So I know. I almost had eight. I took one year off. So. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your show this year and uh, sort of how it's been going for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So our show this season is titled We Were Here. It's kind of like a a pretty artistic examination of maybe like the the legacy that you leave after you're gone. Um, So pretty esoteric, you know, classic world-class percussion stuff. It's a we have a lot of really interesting source music this year, a lot of John Bellion stuff, some switchfoot in there, which is something that I've never had the pleasure of playing, but it's it's really, really entertaining. The story kind of follows, you know, a a single character or, you know, hopefully the audience like inputs themselves on that character through, you know, the birth of something, their idea, you know, art, love, whatever. 
um, and then the life cycle, and then eventually the death of that thing, um, which is, you know, very heavy. It's the heaviest show I've ever had the pleasure to march, um, but it's it's really beautiful. I'm really enjoying it so far. So, yeah, uh, Chris or Matt, did any of you guys get a chance to see uh, anything from their show this year? I, I just peeked it this morning, so I wanted to ask you guys first. <laughs> Uh, I've only seen some uh, lot footage, but I haven't seen any show footage quite yet. But uh, I, Infinity, man, you guys are on the ups and ups, and I'm so excited to see how much growth you guys have had over the past couple of years. So, yeah, the, from what I've seen on the lot videos, you guys sound amazing. Thank you so much. It's it's really been, yeah, I've been there for a lot of that growth, so it's been really nice to see it happen. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, same for me. I I have not seen any any show footage, and I kind of like, I I kind of avoid watching show footage as much as I can, so I can take it in in person for the first time. But I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of footage, it, same thing. It sounds great, and I, I'm super excited to see you guys this year. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, as I was watching, does does the whole battery go into like coffins at the end of the show? Is that? Oh my god! Yeah. What's going on? Because <laughs> yeah, I saw so- it at the end, and I was like, okay. All right. Yeah, they really, yeah, they really went for it, you know, because we have these like box, we have these box props, you know, and they first showed it to us and we were like, those kind of look like coffins. And they were like, you know, oh, maybe, you know, (laughs) and at the very end, yeah, they all kind of lay down, which is funny because, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the pit, right? So I never really see what's going on on the floor until like i watch a video back but mm-hmm. i've been lucky enough where like i like end up playing like the last notes of the show on some like cartales or something and i turn around and so i actually get to see them like lay down you know at the very end and i was like oh that's what we're doing okay cool you know <laughs> we're really hitting them in the face with it you know? <laughs> so yes yeah, they do basically lay right. down in coffins <laughs> That's going to be crazy when they add the real ending on at finals. I don't even know where they're going to take this. The real ending is cremation. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, that's good. That's cool. I feel like uh, I, I marched United for a long time. I teach United, and I actually feel like a little kinship as programs because we're both like yes. cutting at the door to try to be in the top five. And like, yes. lately, in my opinion, I kind of think that Infinity and United are starting to make good arguments why they might jump up into that category up there i Um, absolutely agree one of my best friends is teaching the pit this year at united joe oh really yeah he's the one with the really big red hair yeah Uh (laughs) yeah, he's telling me all about it which is so much fun to because you know we're kind of like i love you know all the boston guys at united right yeah that's my family is there you know (laughs) so it's awesome i love united i'm a huge united fan (laughs) you're like one unfortunate conversation where someone convinces you to move to the cold northeast right (laughs) away (laughs) from from being in that Joe was trying to, he really was, because, you know, he was like, he was like, well, you know, you got the one last year, you know, and I graduated college. So I was like, well, I guess technically nothing's tying me here, you know, <laughs> but I was yeah. like, well, I gotta, gotta stick it's, it out with the family, you know. <laughs> it's good to tie it out. If you're a six year vet, tie it out for your seventh. Just <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> so uh, we've got a lot of shows. I'm sure you love your show. I love my show. But if we weren't going to talk about our own shows, what other uh what other shows do you think are interesting this year? What are you seeing out there? Yeah, I was actually, I was going to mention United. I've been watching y'all's show since 
like before it was released, you know, um, hearing music and like, you know, <laughs> no, hearing music and like, and I actually know a lot of people that march there and, oh my gosh, I'm in love with it. I love the, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Ian Moyer fan, you know, I got to work under him. Mm-hmm. So I love his books and, you know, Alex Beltran, they just do awesome stuff. So it's been really cool to see it with the uniforms and with the props and like huge fan, huge United fan. And then I've also been looking a lot of X's stuff, uh, Rhythm okay. X. I also have a friend that's marching there right now. He did Infinity for a long time with me. Um, he's playing drum set and oh my gosh, they're kicking butt. I love it. I'm a huge X fan too, but I just love the way they they orchestrate their their pit books. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a pit person, you know. So like it's right. it's just I've been I've been eating that stuff up. Yeah. So United and X were the ones that I was I was going to talk about. <laughs> it's perfect. Like that you that. Only two indoor groups I've ever marched. So I'll take that. Oh, perfect. Look at that. <laughs> no, X is uh, interesting to me this year because they're kind of they're going to have a different identity now. It, mm-hmm. like without Tim and with a kind of new visual design process. Absolutely. It's actually something that I thought was cool because I was taking a peek at the recaps and X like really did very well in music at their uh, mm-hmm. last competition. And it, it was from Tom Rarick, who actually has been kind of knocking X for like the last couple years in finals mm-hmm. in, in the music caption. And that's kind of been the thing that's like keeping X from really getting competitive with Pulse. But mm-hmm. Rare gave them like a 90-87. It was like by far their best subcaption score at their uh, at their last competition. It yeah. seems like it's actually maybe the other things that X is traditionally so like just straightforward, good at like the effect and the vis. They might have flipped it a little this year. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how it all comes together as it goes on. Oh, me too. Me too. Chris or Matt, do you guys got any groups you've been excited about? Yeah. Yes, I mean being in Southern California, it's it, it is stacked from Scholastic Junior all the way up to Independent World. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's nuts. Uh, I was working the first uh, the first SCPA show of the season a few weeks back, and I was flabbergasted by the level of excellence that everyone had at from the moment they arrived on campus to their, mm-hmm. their first beats. I just, it's crazy uh, what's going on here in California. It is. <laughs> uh, if, you know, I was, we were told three, three, three of our favorite groups. I have three, but I also have like 10. But um, <laughs> if I had to pick three right now, uh, my top three favorites, I had to write them down. I, I mean, Pulse is ridiculous. They were they had very low turnover rate from last season, so they have mm. a lot of vets and a lot of guys that are and girls that are doing multiple drum cores right now, top drum cores. So Pulse is Pulse is insane. Uh, it, they're great. RCC, I think this is probably uh, the RCC show Carousel. I think this is probably the best RCC that's been around in ten years. I'm so excited to hear you say that because I've only seen the show announcement and I was really excited by it. Oh, like that, carousel I, with the circle and the trippy hand and everything. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, this I is going to be a wonderful RCC. RCC year. They are, it's what Cirque du Soleil would be with drums on. Mm. Okay. The, the level of level of artistry, the level, level of uh, creativity that they're doing on the floor is ridiculous. Yeah. That that front ensemble is insane. Like 
certifiably they are insane they are incredible the, the notes they're playing are, are as nuts and they're i'm not i don't want to give away what the show is and what it does but there's some special little things that they do on the floor using some boxes that just it okay. really catches you by surprise and it it's it's fun it's exciting it's fast but yeah rcc is ridiculous that gets me so excited, man. I, I've been, I was just talking to someone yesterday about how, like how much respect I have for that design team that they've been around forever, ever. And they're never like derivative. They're never doing the same thing. They're never copying whatever anyone else does. Like somehow RCC always finds a way to be like so artistic, so fresh, so unique. Yep. And like this year it sounds, it looks to me like they might be onto something really good. I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, and with the, with their design team and with the pedigree they have in the collaboration with the Blue Devils, I mean, like the sky's the limit with with what they can think up and, and create. It really, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to see it. You're, you'll love it. it. It's a hell of a show. Nice. For in, for Scholastic World, I, I, I got to I gotta go. It's going to be a dogfight between uh, Chino Hills and Ayala. They are. It always is. <laughs> yes. Well. Uh, Ayala kind of took a little dip there for a few years, but they are mm-hmm. back with a vengeance. Okay. They got these shiny, beautiful looking uh, uh, red Mapex drums this year. Mm-hmm. Those kids are playing there and they're doing some fun stuff with, with the drums too. And I don't want to give it away, um, but they're, they're doing some fun stuff with the drums, not necessarily on, on a, on a carrier. So yeah, Ayala is great. Uh, Chino Hills is Chino Hills. <laughs> They are insane. They are uh, they're playing so well, and that it's 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 a lot of fun to watch them do their do their thing. Yeah. Full disclosure: my wife's the band director for the middle school that feeds in the Chino Hills. So, we're so you're the actual reason. Well, your wife is the actual <laughs> yeah. reason Chino Hills is good. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is it is a lot of fun to to have that collaboration, uh, and she's got a great staff of uh, Shirley Taylor, who's running the front ensemble. Uh, and Zach Wilson, who's doing the the battery, plus uh, Seb Martinez, and a, just a bunch a bunch of Pulse guys come over and help out. And it's it's always wild when I'm like going to towns and just go say hi to, to to my wife and help out her program. You go watch the drumline rehearse, and there's like six Pulse kids in there teching a junior high drumline, and just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's like. It's a testament. That's the best program out there for high right. school. Mm-hmm. Like that's the standard. I mean, it's not the standard. It's nothing standard about it. But that's the bar that's set for what it, the activity really can be at the highest level. I'll tell you though, it, it's starting starting the junior high kids in seventh grade. They get six years of instruction by the same people, the same the same mm-hmm. technique, the same music. They get six years of it. It's kind of well. It's kind of what, kind of why Chino Hills and Pulse are what they are. Yeah, yeah, just like quality instruction forever, and and like I, I think too, I hadn't considered the consistency in staff for years. It's it's not like the revolving door of approach and technique. Like they're doing the same thing forever and ever, and that's why they're so good at it. By the time that they're eighteen, in yeah. the snare line or the quad line or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Oh, and last thing, two two little groups, uh, well, not little, two groups that are fighting out in open class, uh, uh, Ranch Cucamonga High School and Great Oak. Those two have are within, like, 
Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask if you read my recap or something, because I was going to talk about them after the commercial break, too. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Well, then let's do a commercial. We'll come back and talk about it. We'll come back. We'll talk about Rancho Cucamonga. Hey everyone, it's Jeremy, and here are your announcements coming from the box. You want to drink up on a water break lost in translation with Cynthia Bernard, uncover the glitz and glamour of twirlers with on a water break in rhinestones hosted by Lexi Duda, get the insider scoop from the stands with on a water break from the stands with Cindy Berry, aka Leander Mama, and join the band family in on a water break family style with Stephanie Click, plus much, much more to come. Don't miss our recent episode celebrating Black History Month with insightful roundtables and amazing guests. And guess what? Women's History Month is just around the corner. Make sure to follow us on social media at On A Water Break for all the latest updates and bonus content. Got something to share or a burning question? Email us at onawaterbreakpodcast at gmail.com. So don't be the person that doesn't tell their friends about a water break. Make sure everyone stays hydrated. Okay, field staff, take it away. Let's reset. Welcome back. Matt, why don't you get us going? I didn't get a chance to ask you yet. What are some of the things you're most excited for this season? Yeah, totally. I mean, being from the from the East Coast, I, I you know, uh, th- there's so many good groups in California that I want to talk about, even even you know, <laughs> from being over here. The, a, a couple that 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 didn't get mentioned. I, personally, I, I love Broken City percussion. I can't wait to see. I've I've seen some lot footage. I haven't seen the the whole show yet, but it looks super cool. Um, and I just the the way that those guys write is is so mm-hmm. like just insanely musical. It's like I, I don't think anybody writes battery percussion the way that they do, and it's it's like it's like somebody singing. It's it's just, it's incredible. And well, so it's funny you say that because talking with talking with Mike Jackson and Kevin Shaw, I mean, like Mike Jackson has has long said that he wants to write percussion parts that are musical, not just rams and and just jamming notes down your face. He wants to have that soft touch. He wants to be musical with his writing. And Kevin, Kevin's the same way with his front ensemble writing too. I was astounded with Carolina Crown this past summer and how much the the percussion program sounded like Broken City. I'm like, wow, this is what you get when you take Carolina Crown, Carolina Crown brass and uh, Broken City percussion and put them together. It was like what they do is unlike anybody else in the activity. Totally. And it, it's so interesting, too, because because Kevin is such like a like an inquisitive and thoughtful person. Oh, yeah. And you can just like you can just see it exude through the writing. And it's it's like it's got such a personal touch to it. And I don't, I don't know Mike personally, but I, but I, I know Kevin a little bit. And it's just like it it's just so cool to see the, the way that they do it. It's just totally different than anybody else. Yeah. And their influence is also like kind of magnetic over the activity over the last couple of years, like you can see no one really writes exactly like them, but you can totally hear that a lot of people have been trying to write like them or like at least taking inspiration from it too. 
which I think you'll actually see that a lot. I can't think of another writer in the last five to 10 years that has actually like kind of changed the game of, of the way people write in the way that Mike Jackson and uh, Kevin Shaw have. Yeah, totally. The, the other group from California, uh, Scholastic World, that I'm, I don't think they've been out yet, but I'm super excited to see is Vista Marietta. They kind of they kind of came out of nowhere last year and were like really I really enjoyed the, the writing and and I thought it was it was really tasty. Um, Chris, you might know better. I think it's the same team, right? Is it Ke- yeah. Kevin and Mike right for them too? So it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's that whole hierarchy system for for Mike and, and Kevin. So you got Vista Marietta, you've got the, the Broken City, and they have a junior high program too, Warm Springs Middle School. Uh, which is doing the same similar type of Mike Jackson, Kevin Shaw's shows, uh, not nearly as anything difficult that you know than what uh, the other groups are doing. But it's that same touch, it's that same feel, it's that same very esoteric type shows. But they, the kids are great; they do a great time. They have a uh, they do a great job at that show. But yeah, same team, Kevin and Mike. Yeah, um, and then and then I have to shout out you know our other East Coast team, um, Mid Atlantic team. George Mason, I, I think their their show is really cool this year. Uh, one of our yeah. <laughs> one of one of my staff members is is marching there this year, and so it's been really cool to see. She was like sort of a, a last minute addition; they needed another vibe player, and so she jumped in and was like, "Hey, you have to learn all this music right now." And so um, seeing her like working on this stuff before rehearsal and after rehearsal for the first you know couple months of the season, and then seeing the lot videos and, and what, what the show is going to progress to. I think it's, it's, it's really cool to get that behind the scenes vibe of it. And um, I think they're going to be awesome. And the same thing, those guys, I think that, you know, Travis is such a unique writer in, in the way that, that, that he writes battery percussion. I think it's, it's kind of similar, but totally different to the way that, that, that Mike writes. And so I think it's just, for me, it's the, those guys that are, that are like, this is the normal of what this activity is. And I don't even care. I'm going to do my own thing. That That's the, the writing that I, I love to hear. Hey, speaking of East Coast, is, have we heard any news from uh, that Massachusetts powerhouse Dartmouth High School? Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the show is, but I know that they came out there and they got the highest score at the uh, Trumbull competition out of any any division. They narrowly edged United out. <laughs> so actually, that kind of that's a good idea here. Why don't I go through some of the scores? I uh, tried to grab the groups that won most of these regionals and uh, and the the kind of highest scores. So looking at Trumbull, we actually had a uh, Springford High School winning A. Which are any of you guys familiar with Springford High School? Yeah, they're they're in our local circuit, and um, same for our circuit for marching band too. And and it's a. Uh, an up and coming program, which I think is, um, it, it, I saw a video of their show from, from Trumbull and it looks great. They're doing really cool things. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're definitely one to be on the lookout for in Dayton this year. Yeah. It's interesting because they historically haven't been allowed to compete in Dayton because I'm drawing a blank. What's the name uh, of their director, former director? Well, Mark, Mark Thurston's yes. kids went through there. So yeah, they were not yeah. able to to compete in Dayton, but now they're, they're all long graduated and grown ups and doing their own awesome things. Yeah. And I think since Mark Thurston, he might not be running the program in the same way that he used to be. So I think now they don't consider it the same conflict of interest. So 
Spring Forward used to just like clean house at the local regional circuit for uh, their area. And then like groups would go to WGI and do well there, but they would know that they got beat by Spring Forward at their local comp. So it's kind of cool now to see that like this program is going to get the chance to actually go compete nationally. I thought that was, it surprised me to see them on there because I didn't realize they're ready for that. Yeah. Not so anyway, Mark Thurston be your director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably, they were probably pretty okay with winning maps and having Mark Thurston. I would have to imagine. <laughs> Anyway, though, uh, rest of that competition, we had Old Bridge win open class with an 81.4. Spartans Indoor won Independent Open with a 75.65. Then we had Dartmouth winning Scholastic World with an 87.5. And United winning Independent World with an 86.45. Getting down to the Orlando Regional last weekend, uh, Hialeah Gardens High School won A class with a 77.1. Uh, Stoneman Douglas won Scholastic Open with a 76.8. Uh, Infinity 3 won Independent Open with an 80. Do you guys, wait, this is something I'm kind of curious about too, Callie, because it's already a huge, I don't want to call it a mess, but there's a lot of logistics and a lot of planning just to have two ensembles. How does yes. Infinity even like have three? What do you do? Oh, goodness. It is, I think it, the reason why we've we've gotten to three and and this this is just my personal opinion you know we the the indoor scene in florida is is for independent is is pretty limited you've got south right. florida groups um talking specifically like world class you've got one south florida group and then you've got orlando um otherwise if the next closest group is going to be mcm so you'd have to take a flight or you know do a pretty long drive to get there mm -hmm. So we're pretty saturated. I mean, we've got like incredible talent in the area, but we're pretty saturated. So I think that's kind of what's made this like big like trickle down organization yeah. kind of kind of happen. But the logistics are insane. That's what I'm now, yeah. yeah, now that we have two world class, so Infinity Two is now world class, and then I three is is open. It's 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 very interesting. We've gotten lucky enough to be partners with a lot of the high schools in the area. Um, so infinity three actually rehearses in Gainesville, um, which is about a two and a half, three hour drive from Orlando. Um, mm -hmm. And then infinity two is in um, a little bit further from like the infinity home base. They're about a 45 minute drive. They're still in Orlando and then world we're in Oviedo. So we're at three separate schools. Um, okay. We have these incredible partnerships with them, um, mostly because we, a lot of our staff are the band directors at those schools. So we're lucky enough to, you know, for, for like our, our other groups to use their trailers, you know, and use their, you know, transportation and the, 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 the facilities. We, we just have such a beautiful and, and generous facilities agreement with all of our, our places. We are so lucky. And it's a lot of work to, yeah, yeah, no, they're awesome. <laughs> we, are, we are so lucky. Like when I talk to people about like our rehearsal spaces and the fact that we're able to like be in so many different spots of one school, it's, it, mm. they're so generous. And it's because we have these, this like very big working relationship with all of these schools. Um, but yeah, the logistics are crazy. And also just competition wise now in at like infinity and infinity two now work like technically competing like with family which i think is so funny um <laughs> it's it's such an interesting dynamic so you know like I, I don't know but it's it's yeah it's definitely difficult but to get all of those kids in some sort of independent marching group and getting the get them those opportunities it's so worth it so callie it yeah. must be impressive seeing three semis roll up to a show 
the Infinity and Inf- Infinity Two at I three. Just you guys have like a compound of so many drums. It's hilarious. It's it's and the funny for the best part is that you'll see everybody wearing like their Infinity shirts, you know. And I'll see kids like 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 in you know, and we all have our three separate types of uniforms. So I'll see kids in like their different uniforms, and they got their Infinity shirts, and I'm like, oh, okay, which which ensemble are they in? You know, like it's so funny. We roll up like a like an army, you know, like, <laughs> which is hilarious. But yeah. it's it's it makes really good relationships and really good um like a family dynamic so i I, we got lucky you know (laughs) for sure yeah it's pretty crazy at united we have a a similarly good relationship but with one facility we have one Mm -hmm. good big facility that can handle united and up2 if we had a third group like i don't we would need to change everything the entire structure would need to go oh yeah (laughs) so that's crazy shout out to your director for managing all those logistics yes um i want no part to do with it but i i appreciate it (laughs) me either (laughs) anyway back to uh back to the world-class groups here so strike came in with a 77.3 at the orlando finals i2 with an 80.65 which is this i2's first year of world-class or did they do it last year it's their first year starting in world class. Um, they were, I believe, they were bumped last year. Just the same thing as I three was bumped, um, and they just decided to continue to re-enroll. So yeah, first year, I'm super excited. They're That's they're kicking butt. Crazy that they came out and they're just like beating strike. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Which is wild. it's wild. And it's also, I love, this was our first competition we got to see Strike. Um, mm-hmm. And I have so many friends there and, and so many people that I even like, you know, did Boston who like help at Boston staff, you know, and they like come and they work with Strike. So I, I, I don't know. There's always been this like silly, like, you know, rivalry, I think, like back in yeah. the old days between the two groups. But now it is just so like, we have a lot of kids that, that march infinity now that did strike, you know? So we have such a strong yeah. bond with them. It was awesome to see them come out and they are coming out swinging absolutely this season. So that's, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm team Florida. I'm team Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest Florida's biggest fan down there. Me, that's me. <laughs> and then of course we have infinity with a wonderful 87.4 having yeah. a great first show out there. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Thank you so much. And then out there in Temecula, uh, we had Los Alamitos High School winning A-class with an 81.35. Great Oak High School narrowly beats out Rancho Cucamonga, like we were talking about earlier, uh, to win Scholastic Open with an 80.775. I just, I love Rancho Cucamonga. I don't know who named the town that, but that's that's the best town in America. I live in Rancho Cucamonga. You live in Rancho Cucamonga? <laughs> yeah. And uh, whenever awesome. I'm on a call with like, like customer service and they're like, well, what's your city? I'm like, Rancho Cucamonga. And they go, is that really? I'm like, yes, it's a real town. It's a real city. It's really That's beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> a real place in California uh, with apparently some real good drum lines too, because uh, it seems to Rancho usually puts out a good program. Don't they also usually host a, like a SCPA show too? Yeah, they for the past couple of years they've had an SCPA show. I don't know why they didn't get it this year. Mm. We've had a lot of different uh, logistics changes and like where shows are happening. Like for the first time ever, we had we hosted a show. SCPA hosted the show at Chino High School, and they because they just got they yeah. did a brand new uh, redesign of their of their campus, which that that school's over a hundred years old, and it was time. 
but it was a really great show to be at Chino. But yeah, Rancho usually does does a does a show there. And the only problem with Rancho is that they're they're built on levels, so it's kind of a a hall to bring all your your equipment up from the the lower lot to the upper lot, and you know, yeah. high school kids. That's yeah, that can be tough, but it's getting them ready for the tunnel in Dayton, I guess. <sighs> right. So we had that in a scholastic open there. Great Oak narrowly beat out Rancho. Did he get to see Great Oak at all or? Yeah. And like Great Oak is kind of like the Dartmouth of the West Coast. They do theatrical drumline shows. Like last year's show was all about, well, this year's show is all about like in the 1920s and, and newspaper articles. So they wear like costumes that are not like uniform costumes. They, they actually look like characters. Uh, and John Zuniga is is uh, heading up the program out there, and uh, it's it's just really really great to see them see Great Oak still making that making that push to to world class. And Rancho Rancho Cucamonga, man, they they they've had their ups and downs the past couple of years, but they've been on a tear the past two three years to uh, to really make it make the jump, and they're killing it. They're absolutely killing it. They have a heck of a program going on. Yeah, they were close there. Oh, yeah. Because those scores, too. I mean, you know, it's never really that valuable even to compare scores across competition like I've been doing all day in this call. But <laughs> they're close. It's like the highest scores in open in the country right now are like an 81, 81 and a half. So to be like coming in there around the 80, you're you're in the mix for sure. Absolutely. So things heat up a little bit as they always do when you get to the world class level for these sorts of regionals. Scholastic world, we had Vista Marietta and Chino Hills. Vista Marietta came in with a 85.15 and Chino with a 90.35. Chino Hills' strongest caption this time was Vige, which is no surprise to me. They're always, always wonderful at Vige. Yeah, it's 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 a it's nice that John Mapes's wife is uh a uh, a choreographer. And uh, she's she she does the she helps she does a choreo for Pulse and Pow, and now she's doing it for Chino Hills. And her her oh. her level of repertoire in terms of movement is is just so much fun to watch. And what she can get these high school kids to do with their bodies is insane. You know, especially like at Chino Hills, because we know those kids when they were in in middle school, and there's no way that they could do that type of movement in middle school. We see them walk. So that's funny. That's actually not funny. That's interesting because all of us from the outside perspective just look at Chino Hills and we're like, it's magic. There's something in the water. They just they know how to do it. But you're saying that when they come through to the middle school program, they're just middle schoolers like everyone else. Yes. For the most part. Yes. And yes, they're they they don't know nothing about nothing. And we they start they start uh, in the summer with a couple camps with the high school, and then when mm. school starts up, it's two days a week for an hour and a half, and then they go. That's interesting though, because if you start them out with the high school, they get to see and they, their first impression of what they're trying to do is the top end of world class in the activity. Yeah. So then they I, go back to their middle school, but they know. They their only impression of drumline is the best drumline that they could possibly be, really. Yeah. So our uh, our drum staff took the the middle school kids to the Pulse preview show because it was at Chino Hills, and uh, surely the 
front ensemble coach is like, all right, this is what this is the best in the world. This is what the best in the world looks like before the season starts. Here you go. Here's the standard. And then yeah, the kids that's... are just like, okay, so this is what we have to strive for. And then they go. That's crazy that's an though. Incredible opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's it goes incredible. to yeah, and it goes to prove that they're just like clay. You just it, mm-hmm. it's so interesting you bring that up because that's something. But my program back here in the East Coast is an a, we're an A class program, and it's something we try to emphasize whenever they they see Dartmouth or Chino or Ayala and get their minds blown. It's it's like they're kids just like you. They've got the same drama, the same homework, the same problems. They're just like you, and I think it's it's a really cool perspective for for anybody to have, but especially those you know coming into middle school. And it's like oh, I I could totally do that because they were me two years ago. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. It's pretty uh pretty neat that we get to see behind the curtain a little bit whenever we get to talk to you, Chris, because it really is like the most unique program in the country, the most consistent program for sure. It's it's insane. I'll tell you that. I agree, but I don't think I'm alone. I think everyone agrees. <laughs> yeah, a few, a few different... years ago, I was like 2010 or something like that, and it was like Ayala first, Chino Hill second, and Chino was sixth. So three of the top six were from the same school district. It's ridiculous. It and, is. It's crazy. You know, and, and Ayala High School, their junior high, Canyon Hills, they have a killer marching program too. Like they... They won SCPA last year. Uh, we were second, but the, those kids get the same instruction than when they go to Ayala and then they then RCC. So it's it's that kind of that level of of pyramid of uh, escalation for the Ayala program too. Right. So it's vertical alignment is kind of what you're saying. That like if you really are trying to make a world class group that competes at the very top level. What you need to do is you need to build out a high school and to build out the high school, you need to build out the middle school under it. And then if you wait a generation's worth of time, then you might see some really, really, really high quality, you know, high school performance. It's a lot of work, but I think we're trying to get it happening out here. The East Coast has not caught up to the West Coast, but I know some people that are trying to get these middle school drum lines cooking. Maybe we'll get them soon. That'd be great. We'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to see it too. Uh, but wrapping it up with the independent world for uh, the Temecula Regional, we had Vessel with a 76.1, Dark Sky with an 83.15, Pal with an 84.925, Broken City with a 90.0, and Pulse with a whopping 92.4 at their very first performance in February. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's, a testament. I think it's 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 both a testament to how clean and good they are, but also how clean and good the rest of the groups are. Like if you just uh, look at judging for what it is, there's five world class groups competing against each other that day, and there will be a great like stratification between the top of the line and the bottom of the line. So there's going to be gaps between all these groups, and that's going to put a group like Pulse if they come out and they really are the best, it's going to put them up in the stratosphere day one. That's just the way that judging is going to work. But that's not to knock them either. I watched a video and they're way cleaner today than many drum lines will be in April. So like they've got, <laughs> I was going to say they've got something going on out there, but we've been talking for the last 10 minutes about exactly what they have going on out there. We know how they did it. We know how they continue to do it. It's a, uh, they just do it the best. Yeah. 
Also, do you guys think to have a 92 in February is insane? Yeah. yeah, it does make you wonder, like, what would you do now if you were like John Mapes and, and all them? Like, you look at your show and you're like, OK, um, I know we need to we need to change things. Uh, we we didn't really get feedback that indicated anything needs to be changed. But <laughs> well, you, you always know they have a they always have an alternate ending. Everyone has an alternate True. ending. So they know. Yeah, they they have their plan so that they're not peaking in February. They know exactly what they want to do in april and in march then they'll do they'll do their fun stuff like they'll get the new drum covers that matches the show and they'll cover up the harnesses so they go blend away like all those little tiny details that just brings that brings the ge level that much higher and not to mention too that i think a big part of their process out there is like get the right show out in february so that you can get actually clean outside in the wonderful california weather and then just be mm-hmm. undeniably ruthless in competition. <laughs> that's true, and that's that's one of the things that that everyone out here is they they're like we're gonna have a sh- we're gonna have the show. We want to make sure the show is solid, and we're gonna put out three quarters of the show at the first at the first competition. You know, everyone, including the junior highs, and that's something interesting this year in SoCal. Everyone from Scholastic Junior all the way up to the Independent World are at least putting out four minutes of show at the first show. Which is something that not, didn't really happen the past couple of years where you get like the junior highs putting out like a minute and a half and the Scholastic A putting out like two minutes. But everyone's coming out with four minutes of solid show from the get-go. So from a time, from a T&P's perspective, I'm like, no one is getting penalties for being under tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I feel like the activity is like finally really really recovered from covid and is like pushing past the heights that it did prior to any of that you know because i felt like for a bit there was a little bit of a lag where people's careers got interrupted and they maybe stopped drumming for a while but like now especially with what you see coming out of like regions like california it's like this is beyond anything we've ever seen before you know really really pushing things forward um, so I'm excited to see where things go across the next couple of weeks. We'll probably get another one of these up maybe in a two weeks or so. We'll see what uh, what comes out and down the pipeline of WGI regionals between now and then. But uh, thank you all for hopping on the call. Callie, thank you for coming and uh, giving your 32 counts, telling us a bit about what's going on down in Infinity. Uh, and good yeah. luck with the rest of your season. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been a blast. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, thanks for popping on. And uh, we will see you all at the next rehearsal on a water break. 